the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Good morning, Apopkin, all of Central Florida. Welcome to another edition of Blue Daughter Sports Central. I'm Joe Ferraro sitting in for Roger Franklin Williams. And just so you know, this is the program that highlights all the sports programs at Apopka High School. Sitting in with me this morning is the athletic director and the executive producer of Blue Daughter Sports Central, Mr. Fred Priest. Fred, good morning. I love it. Every time you say that, it feels like I should get a raise, but uh, I get actually the same amount of you do, I think. No, but, I think you get more. Okay, like, um, well. I, as a matter of fact, I know you get a lot more. <laughs> well, anyway, we're here for Roger. Is it Roger? Is Roger, that who it is? Roger. Yeah. That, that guy. We're here for Roger. But we got a pretty good lineup, I think, Joe. We're gonna First, we're going to talk to uh, Coach Lassiter. They're, they're getting ready ready to go into baseball teams getting ready to go into the, the playoffs there's and a lot to talk about we've got nick barb barber with us uh one of our great players that uh just got a great award that we're going to talk about uh and then in the next segment uh matt hooveris our girls uh, flag football coach uh will speak and with they're him. doing well they're doing well uh to this point and then uh at 11 30 mike frost our boys lacrosse team the who district champion one district guys? championship yeah. last week and they'll they're going to play tonight in the in the first play-in game of the state playoffs. Wow. Here. So Very exciting news. A lot news. of great things. And then we're going to talk about the uh, the school choice bill that the governor just signed uh, yesterday and the ramifications of that. that There's some mixed of emotions there will surrounding be. that. Absolutely. So, But right now we got uh, Coach Lassiter and, and our baseball team. Coach Lassiter, if, the, if you introduce Nick and tell folks why he's here and and then we'll talk about baseball. Well, a little before bit. you do that, oh, yeah. never congratulations mind on last night's win. Oh, that was you. excellent. Yeah, it was. And nice who ordered win. that cold weather? I don't know. It felt good though. I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> it's been pretty hot. Our grass has been burning up. So yeah, uh, I'm not going to complain. Uh, there's some spots I think at all the fields now where the rise kind of starting to die out because that heat. So we'll we'll take it. But I got Nick Barber next to me. He's our starting shortstop and one of our pitchers, uh, and obviously one of our team leaders. Uh, he was our nomination for the Florida Athletic uh, Coaches Association uh, Player of the Year, and he was the co-winner of that uh, with uh, Torres from Winter Park uh, for all classifications. So they tied in 9A, and then they also won, both of them tied for the overall from 1 to 9A, which is all of Orange and Osceola County. It's District 11 for baseball. I know that's a different district. You took exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, district 11, I think, in football might be like Jacksonville They're all or something. Different, yeah. So it all yeah. changes by the sport. So uh, it's Orange and Osceola County classifications 1 to 9A, which I don't think we have one. I think we're like 3, 4, 6, 8, 9, I think, is what is in our is in our uh, two, uh, two counties. Well, what a great thing, Nick. Congratulations to you. Uh, I have a question for you. Uh, you know, you you play shortstop. Uh, you're our leading hitter. I believe that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, but you pitch. Is that something that you started off wanting to do, or is that tell us about that a little bit? Uh, I didn't really pitch a lot until my junior year in high school, so um, it was just an opportunity that came up, and I just took advantage of it. Now, obviously, you're looking to go to the next level. Um, is shortstop what you're doing? Is pitching what you're doing? What, what What's kind of your future there? I'm, I'm going to be playing uh, middle infield there. Not not much pitching going to be done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I know that, uh, you know, Coach Lassiter, we've, our pitching staff is a little bit that way. We do have, we do have a young arm, I think, that's, yeah. that is a pitcher. Yeah, well, he's a pitcher for us right now. Uh, I think he's actually committed to Troy Cameron Stewart uh, as a dual guy possibility. Because uh, he does play some first base and uh, some things like that, so uh, you know there might be an opportunity here in the future for him to actually swing the bat a little bit for us too. But uh, you know we'll kind of play that by ear as as the time 
as the time comes. But you know, Nick's going to East Carolina, obviously a uh, you know a, a not I wouldn't say perennial, but a future and current powerhouse now with Cliff Godwin there, um, who was the recruiting coordinator at UCF for a while at Ole Miss. He's been a couple places before that, obviously, but now he's a head coach at ECU and he does a great job. Uh, they started off the year beating the number, you know, the team that won the national championship last year. So uh, Nick's going to a great program where, uh, you know, we look forward to following his career and uh, see him play uh, middle infield uh, for ECU. It is very exciting watching you out on the field, especially when you're uh, against Wakaiba when you were just throwing those strikes mm. one after the other. Yeah. That was very impressive. And, of course, you're making the big plays at shortstop. Yeah. That's just part of my job. Being out there with Kaiva, it was just just feeling the game and how the game was going, and just had had some of my best stuff out there. And then getting the opportunity to play shortstop, you do get to make most of the plays out there, and I love the opportunity. You know, the cool thing is you're very versatile, and you can pretty much play any position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could. For us, obviously, shortstop's a pretty big position, and and that's probably where he's best suited. Uh, long term too, and that we have actually have a lot of guys who kind of do that. We have Jarrett Backus who has played second base, third base, outfield. Yeah, him pitching last night. Uh, DH'd and he has pitched. Uh, so he's kind of been our Ben Zobrist uh, for those who have watched the Rays play recently. And he could he could probably play a couple other spots too. I mean, he could play shortstop for us. Just we don't have the need with Garrett Evans and Nick. Right. Um, so that's a, a it's a great thing that we haven't really had in the last couple years is all these guys who can do multiple things. You know, it's so position based nowadays. As they get to us in high school, they've already been told they're only going to play center field, or and then we have to try to change that. But we had a really versatile group, uh, which is has been really nice uh, with the kind of rotation we have because we have a lot of position players who pitch. So it's easy for us to keep the lineup really close to the same when we have guys who can play multiple spots. Well, you know, Roger made the comment last night that, you know, that's due to your coaching ability. You've got You've got these guys, almost anybody can get on the mound and start throwing strikes. Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach Atkins has done a really nice job uh, with the program that we've installed. Uh, but really, I mean, if the kids don't buy in and do the right stuff, it's not going to work. Um, so, you know, it's a credit to Nick and Jonathan and Jacob, our catcher, uh, really getting the guys to buy in and making sure that, uh, you know, the leadership starts at the top and they're doing a great job making sure everybody is doing the right things. We had a little bit of a lackluster performance pregame yesterday, to be honest with you, but um, as far as what guys should have been doing and could have been doing, but, uh, you know, we turned that around and uh, it came out in the game and, and we fixed some things and I don't think it's going to happen again. Well, that's a big thing in almost any sport in high school is a willingness of the players to do yeah. what it takes for the team to, to succeed because you're not always going to have all those positions filled necessarily with right. the guy that does that. And uh, and, not, and not every high school has great walk-on programs like some of, <laughs> some of the I call them walk-on programs like yeah. some of the schools have. But, Nick, I want to go back to you real quickly. Uh, you're going to East Carolina, the Pirates, right? They're, they're yes, the Pirates. You know they make you say "arg," right? You know that, right? <laughs> um, so, but anyway, uh, purple and gold is that right? Correct. East Carolina, uh, but talk about. I want you to talk a little bit about what maybe a one or two things that you felt like were the key to your development to get you to where you know you're that guy that they they want to come to in East Carolina or wherever. So for the young guys that are out there, what, what, what does that take? I just I've been I've been obviously playing under Coach Lasseter and Coach Dempsey all four years of high school. I th- I think they're the best coaches in Central Florida, oh, in the state of Florida. I believe that that's, that's what makes it raise. so easy to man, it makes it so easy to buy in when we we can buy into something that that's really working and it's proven to work over the years. It's just been a great opportunity. They help us develop in in all areas of our game. Like we have we've added Coach Atkins this year. It's really helped us on the mound a lot. I think it's it's shown a lot on the mound in our preparation and everything. Everybody has a certain job that they do that helps us get better in some way. Yeah, I mean, he's been a huge asset to us because, um, you know, when, when we lost Coach Citrone a couple years ago, I was kind of doing multiple things. And uh, obviously when you're kind of spreading yourself a little too much, it can be lacking at times. So then I have a guy who I know believes in our system who I did some camps with at UCF, and we had the same mindset. So I knew I could plug him in, and he's ambitious, he's young, he wants to be great. Uh, so he's done a nice job with the pitching staff. I think we have that was our tenth shutout in 25 games this uh, yesterday. Uh, so pretty impressive. But you know, I appreciate Nick giving me the compliment. But what he doesn't tell anybody is, uh, you know, like three days ago he was hitting at 5:30 in the morning at our assistant coach's facility wow. you know, with a couple of guys. 
And, you know, you'll find he has the passcode to get in there, and he'll be in there at, a, you know, 10 o'clock on a Saturday night when he could be doing whatever high school kids do at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. And he's in the facility hitting, and it's in Oakland, which is, you know, a 25-minute drive. San Francisco. Drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a drive. Yeah, you know, it's in Oakland over there by Winter Garden. So he's driving 25 minutes to go do that, and he doesn't usually go by himself now. He drags these other guys with him. Uh, so, Excellent. you know, it's something that, that – you know he's created and, and these guys are buying in and they obviously watching his results it's hard to not follow that um so he doesn't mention that he wants to bring up us because that's what kind of kid he is but we can't make kids go and hit at 5 30 in the morning well the thread there that i'm hearing is really the same thread that it's always been i mean the the thread that i've heard both say i heard nick say is buying in and i think yeah. that's you know for young kids out there in this day and age where if i don't like what you're doing i'm just going to go somewhere else or or do something else you know it's important to to understand that buying in and paying attention and listening is is one of the keys to being successful and there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat i know that coach laster is very successful but there's somebody else on the other side of town that's successful at coaching baseball and might do it different i mean there might be some things that are the same but there's some things that are going to be different and it goes goes a little deeper too the individual ball player the dedication the passion for the sport itself that's what gets you up five five o'clock in the morning to be at a facility at five thirty and dragging your teammates with you well yeah. that's the other part of it joe yeah. that's no different than than 30 years ago if you're going to be successful you got to work at it right. and, and that's really not changed yeah. now some people would like you to make you think that that's changed or you know our society might want to think that you know it should be easy and it should be given to you but the, the reality is guys like nick still got to go to you know the the ones that get it know they got to go to work and yeah. then it's just not going to be given to them. And, and I appreciate that, Nick, that, that you that you do that and that young kids can see that and they have somebody to emulate if they want to be successful. It's just not, well, I just show up and, you know, put my hat on. When that's why play. you're a winner. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. So. You know, one of the uh, another part of buying in, because you guys are speaking about that, is having guys that are willing to play positions that they probably haven't played mm-hmm. before or been able to mm-hmm. play. Because uh, a lot of times those are the guys that you see transfer from a lot of programs. And, you know, we've had some do that here. Um, you know, the last three years, four years, we've had some guys move in and out, whether it be that, you know, they don't they don't want to do some of the things we're asking them to do, whether it's defense or position or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, this group, like I said, we got, I mean, we got three guys who could probably play shortstop at a lot of schools with Jarrett, uh, Backus, Nick, and Garrett. And every one of them has just bought into whatever's going to help our team win this year, and we'll figure it out next year who's going to do what and where we're going to go. And uh, never a gripe from anybody. You know, Jared Backus was hiding in left field last year when he was probably, you know, one of our best best infielders because right. we just needed to get his bat in the lineup. Um, and we had we had Jonathan Alicia get hurt. Not a gripe from him. Just, hey, coach, I'll go out there, put him at third, or put whoever there. Um, and, again, that's a culture of, I think, a lot of that has to do with the Popka in general. Uh, you know, we don't have a lot of prima donnas here. And, uh, you know, they come ready to work and ready to play for what's on the front of their jersey. Well, we got about a minute and a half to go. Let's talk real quickly about uh, the playoffs next week, yeah. who we're playing, and what that's going to be uh, We're the two seed. We won a coin flip with Lake Brantley as we tied in the regular season. Because Coach flipped and not me. Yeah, yeah. You haven't been successful no. in those, but I won't wow. say that on the radio. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So we won that. Uh, we play on Tuesday at 4.30 at Olympia against Lake Brantley. Um, it's kind of winner go home at this point. If we win that game, we make it to the championship game against the winner of West Orange in the play-in game, which is with Kyle and Olympia. And uh, that would be on Friday if we're able to make it there. Um, but we win the first one. We're guaranteed two more. Uh, so, you know, all the focus right now is, uh, you know, we got LB on the mind and, and nothing further than that at this point because uh, that's all that matters right now is Tuesday. Well, the best Absolutely. of luck to uh, the Blue Daughters and Nick. It's a pleasure having you on the show and an honor knowing you. And we're going to be following your career very closely because I know it's going to go beyond uh, East Carolina. Mm-hmm. Thank Absolutely. you for having me. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back with more right here on Blue Daughter Sports Central, live from the campus of Apopka High School. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. 
Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central. Joe Ferraro sitting in for Roger Franklin Williams, along with the executive producer of this program, who just happens to have a side job as the athletic director for Apopka High School, Mr. Fred Priest. Thank Fred, you. Thank you. Uh, we just uh, heard from Nick Barber and Coach Lasseter about the great season the baseball teams have. And now we're going to talk with Coach Hubris about flag football. Absolutely. And it's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're real happy with the season so far, and we're real excited about uh, what's coming up here, too. So now, you can tell us about that. Yeah, yes. yeah. yesterday you had a game. Uh, let's start there, and then we'll, we'll kind of we'll move forward from there. And Well, we had our last district contest of the year. Uh, we played Flagler Palm Coast. They're up north of Daytona. And uh, it was 44-8. to eight. Uh, wow. We gave up a late scoring drive. Sounds like a, ba- a basketball score. Yeah, we, we, we were moving the ball up and down pretty well. Uh, I kind of have to blame myself, though, because I gave them the first point, uh, their first points of the game. I, uh, we were deep after a punt in our own territory. The cross one was blowing, and I called for a triple pass. And uh, that one went back and hit in the end zone for the safety. So I kind of messed up our... Uh, Shutout. Uh, so I kind of have to my, myself to blame. It's a really poor choice backed up against your end zone to call for a triple pass with a bad crosswind. Man. Well, c- Coach, you know, I know you've had some games where the scoring hasn't been what you'd like for it to be. Uh, you know, sometimes there's a mixture of whatever causes that. But do you feel like, you know, you're making the progress that you need to make uh, as, we, as we start to get closer now to the playoffs? Is, are you seeing the, the offense click a little bit better than? A- absolutely. You know, our closest game this year was uh, that we we won was 14-0. We went up to Tallahassee, played two games, uh, or played three games and lost two of those. But that was just some really good competition. And, and you never mind uh, losing a regular season game. Uh, while, our, while our games are more limited in the way that boys football is, the way we approach it is more like basketball does, is play some good teams so you're playoff ready. Um, we're the number one seed. Uh, and I'm actually not aware of how the other seating stacks up. I just know we've whooped everybody in the district, and uh, we'll be ready you know, to, to claim our sixth district title in two weeks. Um, after that, we have the playoffs, and hopefully we, we can advance into the state uh, tournament. That's very exciting. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Tallahassee. I don't think you were on since uh, you went to Tallahassee. And, and uh I think, uh, you correct me if I'm wrong as you talk about it, but it seemed like there were some different classifications up there, so not necessarily teams that we might see down the road, but is there anybody that we could see down the road? What, what, what did that look like? Uh, there was only one team in Tallahassee that was in, we're, we're 2A. Flag football is divided up into classifications like the other sports, but there's only two classifications, roughly 120 schools in each, and so we're the larger Division 2A. The only 2A school there was Alonzo. Uh, and they end up winning it. They're good. We could possibly see them, but not until the semifinals or finals. Everybody else up there was 1A, which some people think, oh, that's smaller schools. But all these teams are teams that have been been really, really good over the last couple of years. And so, again, that's why we signed up for that tournament. We wanted to get up there and measure ourselves and see what we're doing well, what we're doing poorly. And... In the both losses, we actually dug a huge hole for ourselves early. We threw some interceptions that led to mm. uh, touchdowns. We threw pick sixes, and we kind of dug a hole for ourselves. But in both those games, we responded with really good second halves that we won. We scored in the second half. Neither team, neither team that we played did. And so, you know, we're trying to look at it that way as we played two really bad halves and two really good halves, plus one more game that was pretty easy. So, you know, against that top flight competition, we just have to make sure we limit our mistakes early and don't dig a hole for ourselves. Well, it sounds like you that that you did that maybe uh, succeeded at what it was you were trying to do there because it sounds like, you know, you your kids were able to see uh, some areas where they did need to improve, and and it sounds like uh, those those things have have happened since you left Tallahassee. I think so. You know, early on we were moving the ball really really well. We were averaging about thirty five points a game. But you know, we discovered this years ago. This is our fifteenth year. Flag football is one of the newest sports in Florida. But we've been doing it here at Apopka for fifteen years, and we discovered early. You know, we had these this wonderful gaudy record of wins versus losses. Um, but we knew that we had to keep measuring ourselves and getting better. And we weren't going to do that by beating everybody 35-0. to zero. You know, you have to find somebody who can give you a game. Exactly. So we found those kind of games. And, again, we, we've dropped a couple here, and it doesn't look glorious. You know, some teams can run around Central Florida and say, oh, we're 9-0. We're and 0. You know, when we're looking at ourselves and we're saying, okay, we're uh, currently 8-2, uh, and two, 
But I think my eight and two is better than a lot of people's nine and oh to know because I know who we've played and I, I know what we're capable of. So, you know, we're trying to measure ourselves against the best because we want to be the best. And we're not going to we're not content with just winning our district. We're not content with just beating up on teams that don't put as much into the sport as we do. So uh, Tallahassee was hugely valuable, and, and you'll see it's paid dividends. You know, other than last night, and again, you're talking about a late score in a 44-2 game. There, there's no harm there. Um, we, we've been moving. We've shut teams out. Uh, against Oak Ridge, we had a really tough, rainy game. But what was really interesting was we actually ended up catching the ball better in the second half when it was pouring rain than in the first half, and I think it was our level of concentration. Concentration, correct. Yeah, because yeah, you have absolutely. to focus on that ball yeah, and make sure absolutely. you grab it. So we, we had wide-open throws that were dropping in the first half against Oak Ridge the other night that were turning into scores, and we took that game that was 0-0 halftime and turned it into a 19-0 win, and Oak Ridge is a good program with a good coach uh, and athletic players. So we were real happy with the result of that. And, uh, of course, last night we, we kept rolling. So hopefully this coming week we've got two games. We've got our senior night against Harmony here at Roger Williams Field, and uh, that'll be Wednesday night. Uh, senior activities will start around 7. And we've got about 12 or 13 seniors we'll be honoring. We have a wow. Great, it's a great senior class. Um, and then we finish up Thursday at Dr. Phillips. We, we, we finished up with Dr. Phillips every year for the last 12 years. It's kind of our kind of a hallmark of what we do. We always play them the last game. And that, that originally started because they were a good team, too. Such a good team, right. We wanted to measure ourselves uh, against them. So they, they, they're not quite what they have been this year. Uh, but they're still pretty good. They've got mm-hmm. a good record, uh, and their coaches are lear- have been learning the game. You know, they were new last year, and I think they're adjusting and stuff. And so we're going to come in there and uh, hopefully finish on a strong note before we head into district play. Well, you you, you mentioned some of your scores, and it kind of led me to let's talk about your defense a little bit and how that stacks up to maybe some of your better teams because I know you have kept teams down even in a couple of the games that we might have lost. The scores were a little bit, you know, tight. So. Talk about that defense a little bit because I, I know what they say defense wins championships. I don't know if that's exactly the same thing in flag football, but it tends to be. You know, we we get publicity for the the long pass and the big scores, and then people think that's what you do, but it, it's really not what we do. We we like to live off turnovers, uh, and we we gauge each year by turnovers. And this year we are way ahead on interceptions than we were the last two years, and that's why we're in the position we're in. The interesting thing too is uh, the defense is fairly new we've got a lot of experienced players back but this year you know we've got a freshman playing free safety a brand new middle linebacker a brand new sophomore playing outside linebacker a couple new rushers and so it's kind of split uh, a little more than half are not experienced and yet they still are shutting teams out and when you look at Tallahassee and we we lost the one game 25 to 6 Two of those scores were defensive touchdowns defensive for them. Ones, right. And the other one was a short touchdown after a deep interception. So that team really, the defense really only gave up one drive in that mm-hmm. loss. So overall, we've done a really good job defensively. Other than those two games, uh, other than the two games in Tallahassee, we've only given up uh, two touchdowns all year. So we're, we're right, we're, we're getting right where we need to be, especially, you know, again, trying to teach a girl who has never played the middle linebacker position, which in flag football, your most defensive, uh, your most important defensive positions are your rush, your middle linebacker, and your safety. That's where your best athletes have to be. They have to cover more ground. They have to get sideline to sideline, just like a, a middle linebacker in football. So we keep our best athletes there. But we're also, again, when I talk about that, the one in the very back, she's a freshman, the one in the middle, She's a senior, but she's never played before, so uh, we're real happy with their progress. Yeah, that I knew as we were looking at scores and those kinds of things that the defense uh, is doing such a good job, and, and, and that'll be interesting to see as we do get into the playoffs and, and we're playing some tough teams, uh, just how far they can really carry us. And, and, and then again, like you said, with the improvement of your offense, it, it could get really exciting to, uh, to watch as we go through the playoffs. You know, and you've got a number of uh, freshmen, you said, that are starting. Looking to the future, you got 13 seniors that are going to be leaving. Obviously, you've got people that are going to be able to step up and step into those positions. We, we absolutely make it a point that we are never going to be uh, too senior heavy now. We'll, we'll get a lot of seniors in there. Uh, Molly Darlington is a senior. Uh, quarterback Sierra Taylor is a senior. Princess Salazar is a senior. And so we've got quite a few seniors, but we do have to, you always have to consider the future. So we make sure that. Uh, you know, our other quarterback is sophomore Allie Haig. She's having a sensational season as well. And so we split the time between Sierra and Allie because if Sierra stubs her big toe or twists her ankle, right. Allie's got to be ready to go this year 
and next year. So we're always looking towards the future. So we do try to keep a balance of younger players. And we always say, if you're not going to be great, you should at least be young. Fortunately, this year, I, I think we are <laughs> I like great. That. I think we are great this year, and I think we have a chance to be really great. Um, and we still have some youth there. We're going to have plenty, plenty returning next year as well. But a lot of our focus has been on the state tournaments. And well, I, a really good football coach, uh, Bobby Bowden, used to say that you coach next year's team this year. And, uh, and that's, that's a good, a, good point. Absolutely. And I think, you know, Matt's and, – and the good thing is we do get uh, we do get a lot of girls that come out for flag football. Uh, it's not a skeleton crew, and, and he, he's got a lot that, you know, that you can choose from, and, and uh, that helps a lot. We're real, real fortunate. You know, this area has produced football players. Uh, one of our freshmen uh, – I didn't realize until I was talking to her the other day. One of our freshman receivers that plays the junior varsity, and she's having a real good season. She got a touchdown, an extra point last night. Uh, her father played at the University of Kentucky as a, a strong safety. Safety. Um, and so when you've got these, this tradition of football in Apopka and these people who love the sport, uh, that doesn't just trickle down to their sons. That's it true. trickles down to their daughters as well. And so they come out there with a lot of enthusiasm. They understand the pride and tradition of Apopka High School because we've won a state championship in flag football. They understand that it's a successful program. And uh, we try to treat it like a first-class program. This isn't to us just some other sport. Correct. We, we, we try to do what Coach Laster's done in baseball uh, and, and you know was done for so many years with the baseball team. We try to do what Coach Darlington has done uh, with the football team. We want it to be first-class, top-notch, and excellence across the board and that's what we see across all the apopka sports programs it is first class they are champions and they're fostering champions yeah and you know, joe that's a good point because and, and here's the thing not because some people will go no no they're not we've got some teams that are struggling to win a game but like we've said this before you have to act and la- and talk and walk like a champion long before you become one uh, it's not something that you do after, oh, we've won a championship, and now we're going to act that way. A mindset. It, yeah, it's something you have to do before that even happens. That's like the first step. And and a lot of our coaches, Coach Hooverus and, 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 and the others, um, uh, they get that. And, right. You know, and it's it's something that was I was excited about when I took this job five years ago. It wasn't something like I had to come in here and instill. It was something that I that I appreciated because it's that's that's the way I thought. And so it wasn't something that I had to force down somebody's throat or anything like that. It was just something that you know I was hoping to, that would continue and that and that we could uh, you know grow. And so it's been great. You know, I don't know who said it, but as you think, you are. That's correct. Yeah, well, Coach, that's like a Nietzsche thing or something. Coach Priest that's has done a, Coach Priest <laughs> has done a great job, and when you look at the hiring of Eric Lasseter, who's an Apopka uh, alumni, and Eric brought in uh, this idea that he understood for his, from being a player here of how to work hard. Sure, and, and that was a, a great move by Coach Priest and Mr. Guthrie uh, to give him that job. Um, you know, I married a girl from Apopka, and, and she's uh, just beautiful. Uh, you know, the mother of my children. And when people see her, they say, "Coach, how does someone who looks like <laughs> you marry, marry a woman that pretty?" And this just goes married just above your pay grade. Oh, he, way yeah, above he, my pay grade. I'll put his coverage big time for sure. One of the things I tell them is, um, I don't care what I do; I want to be the best at it. And that's what I tell our players. You know, you have to, whether it was when I was coaching basketball or girls fight football, you tell them you should be the best husband, the, the best wife, the best mother, the best teacher, the best doctor, whatever you do. Do everything you can to be the best at it. You know, find out what other people do who are great at it and do what they do. You know, t- take a little bit from here, a little bit from there, and, and put it together to make your own thing that's wonderful. And that's all we've tried to do with the Popka Flag Football is take an idea from this person or that person and mix it up and make it great. And we see that every day. Coach, I want to thank you for being here. It's great be, uh, catching up with uh, flag football. Fred? We're going to take a break right now. Thank yep. you. You are listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central, live from the campus of Apopka High School. We'll have more right after these words. Hi, man. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to the Blue Daughter Sports Central Live from the campus of Apopka High School. I'm Joe Ferraro sitting in for Roger Franklin Williams along with 
Athletic director, executive producer, and all-around good guy, Fred Priest. <laughs> Man, my it's growing. Hey, uh, <laughs> we, we, we've had really two good segments, uh, with, segments with Coach Hoover's for the flag football and Coach Lass for baseball, and, and two very successful programs, uh, you know, for us, uh, not only just this year, but in the past. And, and we got another one here. Uh, our, our boys lacrosse team, you know, we haven't really won a lot of district championships this year. In fact, before the other night, uh, Coach Hauser had the market on him with Pretty his uh, bowling team and his wrestling team. But uh, Coach Frost and the boys lacrosse team, I went and watched the championship game against West Orange over at Lake Mineola. And what it was a great, really, if you didn't care who won, it was a great lacrosse game. Uh, and fortunately for us, we came up on the winning side of it, and we've got him on the radio here. So, Coach Frost, how are you today? Good morning. Doing great. Thank you for having me. Coach, that game against West Orange. Just talk about that first. Uh, you know, I you know I don't know. You know, in relative terms, I just really felt like that was a a great lacrosse game just to watch. Uh, you know, if you didn't care who won, and, and of course I did care who won, and and uh, it went right down to uh, you know the last seconds of the game, and 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 it was just a fun game, but it was uh, it was a great win for us. Well, you know, West Orange has always been a, a crosstown rival of ours when it comes to lacrosse and probably in the other sports world, too. But, uh, yeah, it was really special for us and for the seniors uh, for us to win this uh, this championship. It's been about four years since we won a district title, and uh, we were real excited about it. It was, it was a nail-biter. It went right down to the wire, especially since West Orange kind of uh, took it to us uh, during the course of the year. Um, it was nice to come back and actually get some revenge. Absolutely, and it's always good to win the one that's the most important, and, and of course that one was, and and we, you know, you're, that was one of those deals in, in uh, lacrosse, like a couple of other sports, uh, the, the district champion moves on, and the other guy goes and puts his equipment away, so it's not like uh, the runner-up gets to play play on either, so that was even more intense for that reason. Uh, but yeah, you're you're right. Uh, West Orange, we've we've come across them in just about every sport we play. It seems like uh, to win a championship, and and uh, we were fortunate to pull that one out. And the kids, you could tell. You got, it's a real testament to the hard work that you guys have put in over the last two or three years with your seniors. Talk about your seniors a little bit. Well, you know, it's like I said, three years ago we, when we lost a lot of a lot of quality senior players, it was a, it was a growing time for us. We knew. That was going to be a year or two before we could really get up and, and compete at the level that we were used to competing at. And uh, we have, we're going to lose probably 11 seniors this year, too. It's unfortunate, but we got a lot of underclassmen coming back, so we're fortunate there. But, uh, you know, obviously we had some key individuals, uh, four, five, six key individuals, Austin DeGrosse, uh, who was our senior goalie, is going moving on to uh, Missouri Valley along with uh, Kayla Pippensteel, who was, you know, obviously a football player as well as a lacrosse player, is going to be going with um, going with Austin to uh, Missouri Valley as well. And then uh, Anthony Abreu, who is our what we call LSM, Long Stick Midi, uh, he's going to be joining them. So all three of them are going to the same college, which we're very proud of. Uh, but uh, we have, we've had other seniors, you know, that produced. Uh, Anthony Montenegro, who was our attack uh who came out with about 58 goals and about 35 assists this year. Very special for us. Um, so it's going to hurt a little bit when we lose these guys going into next year, but we got a lot of young kids coming up going to be placing them. So looking forward well, to it. I think it speaks, to, it speaks to your program. I mean, you know, even though it's been like three or still four there? years or so. Since Hello. Yeah, are you, can you hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, now I can hear you. because we, li- we could still we could still hear you, so that was a good thing. Okay, but, good, um, good, good. Yeah, it, spe- it speaks to your program because you know even though it's been four years since we've won a, a district championship, we've always been in the hunt. We've had decent, you know, we've had some even as you were rebuilding that, we've had decent seasons. It wasn't like we went to the bottom, and I think that speaks for your program as you as the kids are being developed, our young kids are being developed, and and the work that you guys do. Uh, you know, with the with the development of those players as as they're coming through the ranks, I think it speaks a lot for our for our program. I think you're right. Uh, we have a great youth program. We have about three three and a half full teams now at the youth level. Uh, we got some quality coaches down there, and obviously, you know, it, it always helps when you have passionate moms standing behind people and and helping us out in in those ranks as well. So. You know, as we continue to grow in our sport here at Apopka, uh, the youth program is essential 
uh, for them to cultivate those players for us. So when they get to us, they know the game, they know a little bit about the game, and then, and then we just take them from there and, and teach you the finer points of it. But it's really showing this year with, with the seniors, a lot of those kids came through the youth program. So uh, we're very fortunate in the, in the people and the time and the passion they put into it at that level. Well, Coach, tonight uh, you, you've got a big game. It's the first playing game, and we're hoping the weather holds up for us. But uh, we play Lake Highland Prep, and, and uh, they've got a history. Is it three states in a row? Is that uh, three out of the uh, last four years, I think they've been the champs. Okay. So uh, right. it's not going to be an easy task for us, but we're going to give them the best game we can give them. Talk about this game a little bit, uh, what you know about them. You know, maybe a little bit about what you know what we're going to have to do, and in, in, uh, in, in well, you know, to, uh, they they on. they you know again because they're a private school, uh, you know, they're able to go out and uh, recruit players to come play for them. It's a little little bit disadvantaged to the public schools, and there's been conversation about that. You know, over the years, a lot of the private schools in, in Florida um, have the better, you know, if you will, lacrosse programs by and large, <clears throat> and um, and they're just one of them, especially here in Central Florida. But um, you know, it's it, they're 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 a little bit better because they're a little bit better skilled. But I think we have more heart, and uh, I believe they're going to come in thinking that this is going to be an easy game for us and or for them, and uh, we might just be able to just take it by them. So that's what we're hoping for. Joe, it sounds like to me that uh, Coach doesn't want to give away any of his secrets. Uh... You know, what? I, I don't blame him. I wouldn't. Right. Well, I don't know who else might be listening. <laughs> exactly right, and I don't blame you. <laughs> you know, but the face-off is at 7 o'clock. Tickets are just $7. And I cannot emphasize more the, how inexpensive this sporting ticket is. I mean, for blue darters across the board. Yeah, it, it'll, and it's going to be fun. You need to, if you haven't seen the, you know, our lacrosse team play, or if you haven't seen them play much, you need to come and see this. Uh, they're they're really playing really well. Uh, they're well coached, and you know it's going to be against a good team, and it, it should be some good good action. Hey, coach, let's talk about. I think we got three or four minutes. I want to go back to something that you said about uh, Lake Highland Prep and being a private school, and and uh, you said the word recruiting. Uh, which I always say walk-on program, but with a private school we can say recruiting. Um, let's talk about that a little bit because in other sports, football, for example, we don't have that problem. I mean, the, the private schools don't affect our football team. But I think what people don't understand is that in uh, in some of our sports like uh, water polo and uh, girls' flag football and lacrosse, we see a lot of private schools that do affect us because there's not as many teams that play the sport. The mm-hmm. classifications are, are watered down. Uh, and so, for example, uh, Orange County has a, has a uh, team representing uh, them in the water polo state championships in the final eight in Lake Nona. They are the only public school left in the playoffs. Wow. And wow. I think that's similar for lacrosse, isn't it, as you get down It, it very well is. Uh, St. End? Andrews, which used to be the powerhouse, uh, and Lake Highland has unseated them in the last couple of years, but St. Andrews down in Boca Raton area, they won the state championship 14 years in a row. So, Correct. And that's a private school as well. And, you know, so it just seems for whatever reason, um, when you see a team that's dominating – uh, like lacrosse in those private schools, you get a lot of the boys that are interested in lacrosse at a young age um, that excel at that particular sport uh, find themselves gravitating to those schools because maybe they have a better opportunity moving forward, you know, into the college ranks. Um, so it's just a little tougher because it's a little unbalanced. Uh, we just don't have, you know, the, the same uh, yet, I should say, uh, across the board, the same uh, level of uh, skill. Um, across the board of all 11 guys out on the field or 10 guys out on the field as some of these private schools do. You know, we'll, we'll get Absolutely. our, you know, we'll get four or five blue chippers that, you know, we count on, but a lot of these schools have six, seven, eight kids on the sideline that are ready to step up. So it makes it a little bit yeah, and, and Yeah, you're right. And of course, this is a conversation for another time about what, what we could do about that. But the only reason I brought it up, because when we win tonight, it'll be all that much beautiful uh, that we're able to, to, to take one of those on. And I didn't bring it up to make an excuse whatsoever, because I just think it'll be even more fun. Uh, after we beat somebody that uh, has all the advantage going in, so I, that that to me is a is a great. It'll thing. It'll definitely so give us recognition. It'll, it'll definitely move us, uh, you know, up into the uh, 
the higher echelon of teams. Um, as we discussed yesterday, uh, you know, the Sentinel seems to think that we're one of the top six teams in Central Florida, which we especially appreciate. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we're going to show them that, uh, you know, we, we deserve that ranking. So uh, come on out tonight and watch us. Uh, we're going to give it 100%. Again, only $7 for that ticket. Come on out. It's here at Roger Williams Field. Parking is free. Parking is free here. It's not, not, wow. not the same every place else anymore. That, that's but. true. <laughs> but, yeah, come watch these guys play. Coach Frost, uh, again, to you to you and your staff, you've done a great job, and we appreciate the, the work that you've done. It's uh, Obviously, it's paid off. We've won a district championship. We're going to get the opportunity to uh, move on tonight, and, and hopefully we can do that. But, you know, like they say, uh, you know, either way, uh, you know, it's been a great year, uh, and, and hopefully next week we can talk about, uh, you know, what you're going to do on Tuesday. All righty. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks for having me on today, and uh, we look forward to seeing everybody tonight. It's a pleasure having you on the on the show, Coach, and uh, great picture in the front of the sports section of the Apopka Chief of the whole uh, lacrosse team. Thank you. Might want might to go get a couple of additions and send them to the family. Okay, we'll be right back with more here on Blue Daughter Sports Central with Fred Priest, live from the campus of, <laughs> from campus of Apopka High School. We'll be right back after this. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central, live from the campus of Apopka High School. I'm Joe Ferraro, sitting in for Roger Franklin Williams, along with Athletic Director Fred Priest. Fred, we really had a great program so yeah, far. Yeah, it's been really good, and it's probably going to go downhill now because it's just you and me now, but, you know. Well, we heard from Eric Lasseter, <laughs> the, uh, the baseball coach. We talked with Nick Barber, the star yep. player, who uh, just won a huge player of the year in the player- area. For District 11, Player of the Year. I mean, that's huge from the Florida Athletic Coaches Association. Uh, now, of course, he shared that. And we, yep. we heard from uh, Matt Huvers, coach of the flag football, girls flag football team. And they're having a very good season. Correct. And the district champion lacrosse team, we heard from Coach Mike Frost. And... It was very educational. It was, and, you know, I want to touch on it a little bit. You know, you and I just talked off the air about it a little bit, but, you know, Mike brought up, the, the you know, the fact that this, the private schools, Recruiting. they get to, well, they get that advantage, and uh, especially in sports, you know, like I mentioned, you know, like lacrosse and, right. and like water polo and some of those other sports uh, where the, the classifications might only be two, one, two, or three only classifications, and that makes it a little bit bigger advantage than maybe it does in a football or a basketball situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the better kids will gravitate to those programs. Uh, and, and a lot of times for exposure because, I mean, let's face it, I can get exposure at a Popka High School on a football team. Right. If, if you do well, you're going to get your exposure. You don't have to go to one of the private schools in town to get exposure. But if you're a water polo player or a lacrosse player, uh, you know some people don't even know that the high schools have those sports. And you're looking for a college scholarship. And you're looking for a scholarship, and you're a really good player. And you, you know, it's hard to blame people uh, to help their children get that if they can do it to help their children do that. And so it becomes a it becomes a a problem. Uh, for the public school teams to to compete when the when the private school teams get those better players in those sports and and they do across the board uh, and so it makes it tough you know uh, but it kind of leads us to the conversation I wanted to talk about and that is the school choice bill uh, we've talked about it before on the mm-hmm. program uh, the school choice bill was just signed by the governor yesterday uh, it was passed by both the House and the Senate earlier. And what specifically is the school choice bill? Well, the school choice bill is basically what it says it is, and that is uh, you, starting in 2017 and 18, uh, officially, now some districts can choose to start next year. Uh, we still don't know what our district's going to do yet. Uh, but what it basically says is that you can go to any school that you want to uh, if you can get yourself there. And so... Uh, you know, if if I feel like the school that I'm at is not giving me what I need, 
then I can go to uh, if I'm at Apopka, I can I can go to um, Timber Creek if I feel like if I can get there. If I can provide my own transportation so I can go anywhere that I want. And that's across town. It is. And, uh, you know, or I could go to Lake Brantley, which is, you know, I might live closer to Lake Brantley, but I'm in Orange County, and so I go to Apopka or I go to Wakaiba. Are so. they going to allow the extreme? Like if I'm at Apopka and I say, gee, I'd rather go to Merritt Island High, I would be able to? You would be able to go to any school in the state of Florida. Wow. Right. Now, obviously, your, you know, your geographic location is in, will limit that as far as your transportation. But, but, yes, you could absolutely do that. And it used to be based on your home address. You have to go to that school that's within the proximity absolutely. of where you live. Yeah, absolutely. You had to do that. So the now, governor just kind of wiped that away. Well, that was wiped away. Uh, you know, it sat on his desk for a little bit after it had gone through. Uh, you know, when you look at it, I mean, there's people probably out there going, well, that's not a bad thing. I mean, because when you look at it, I can make some arguments for why that's a good thing. At first yeah. thought, that's all that I thought. Absolutely. Because if, if, I, if, I don't want, if I don't want people to leave my school because my school is bad, then maybe I should do something about making my school good so people will stay if i'm talking about especially if i'm talking about academics well, it's kind of like vouchers well that's exactly because that used to be talked about right now you don't have to worry about that yeah so uh and you know so that, that that's a that's an argument that would be favorable uh you know for that situation uh so uh, you know but as in this program if we're talking about athletics right uh that becomes a problem uh in in it, it in some ways, well, not in some ways, in a lot of ways, it makes it easier for those people that I used to talk about had great walk-on programs. Now it makes it easier for their walk-on program to to thrive because now what the bill is saying, all they have to do is get their way there. It's got extra legs. It does. And, and they also, I mean, they try to say that there's also an extra fine. The, the, the penalty is now bigger if you recruit because they're still saying that you can't recruit. I can't go, Joe, you're a great player. You need to come play for me. I still can't do that. And if I do that now, the penalty is way bigger right. if I do that. However, but the there's pro- workarounds now. Oh, there is. And, and the, the biggest problem with that scenario is the same problem that we had when the fines were small. It's you still have to um, you still have to govern it. You still have to uh, you know, you still have to have people that police it. Right. And so th- there's only so many people that you can afford to do that. And so you're not you, you start going to find them, you know, and now it's just easier because now all you really need is somebody who's willing to drive a van and pick them up. You know, that's all you got to do. Uh, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't even have to be my idea. You know, it just has to be a, a parent who's out there who they're, they've played uh, baseball with the same kids for five years. And some of them are going to different schools. And all the parents get together and say, you know what, let's just all go to school, the same school together. Well, what school you want to go to? Well, let's all go to West Orange. Okay, we'll go to West Orange. And so they all get in the van and they go to West Orange. Might have nothing to do with the coaches or the athletic director, the principal. They might even not even know about it, and now they don't have to care about it like before we used to have to. Would there be admittance tests? Like, say, I want to go to West Orange. I can't just walk in and start class. The, well, actually, you can. You really can? Yeah. The, 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 the only right now, the only limitation that's going to be on that is if the school is at capacity. Then, for example, in, in Orange County, our pupil placement will decide what schools are at capacity. So the football coach can't decide if I'm at capacity or not, right? So, uh, so the pupil placement will decide that. So if I want to go to West Orange or Popka or wherever I want to go, if that school's at capacity, then I can't go there. I just can't do that. So there, that, but that's the really as far as much as we're aware, that's the only limitation on where I can go to school. I could see this uh, getting batted around the courts, possibly. Oh, well, you know, I think, um, well, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think when I say you can't come to this school, that could cause a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd have to really prove that you were at capacity and those things. So I think school districts will be careful about that, or they should be, or it could be a problem. Um, otherwise, it's, you know, they're... We have a rule book that's fairly thick for with Florida High School, but that's going to get really thin. I mean, there's a lot of pages that deal with, you know, who can transfer and who can play when they transfer and who can't play when they transfer. And those things will, you know, those pages will be gone. 
I mean, they they won't they won't be there anymore. Uh, so that'll make I guess that makes life easier for everybody. I don't have to I don't I, you know when we have kids move in we have to check residencies and right. make sure that's where they live. You got to verify. We have to verify all that. But now we won't have to. And what's Doesn't to matter. say? And what's to stop a parent from recruiting for a team? Well, They're not, not part of the school. Nothing except I can't I can't say Joe parent. Uh, I need you to work on, you know, Petey down the street. No, they could I, I be can't a, do a that. Lawnmower, a booster. Right, I can't do, it do on that. Their own. Right, because people are smart enough. People are actually smarter today than they were in the past about those kind of things. And so, uh, you know, the alum guy, he he already knows you need a quarterback. I right. don't have to tell him. He watched the quarterback play last year, and so he <laughs> knows that you've got you need a quarterback, and he knows right where there is one. And so he doesn't ever have to talk to you, the athletic director, or the principal, at all about it. He can just go to the kid. He knows his dad. He works with his dad, and he can say, look it, buddy, I'm going to pick you up. You know, I'll pick you up tomorrow. Right. Uh, spring practice starts, and and you'll be at, where you know, school acts. That, that's as easy as it'll be. Yeah, I can see a lot of schools uh, screaming loudly about this. Yeah, I, you know, I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people that are not, especially athletic people. Right. I don't think you'll find many that are happy with it, even the private schools. Yeah, because, you know, I didn't see anything uh, on the news about this. Obviously, I must have had my eyes closed until you had mentioned it this morning. Yeah, and, you know, I, I just mentioned the private schools. If I were a private school, I wouldn't be happy with it either because, you know, there are some kids that go to private schools just because they don't want to go to the school that they're zoned for. Right. Now they can go to any school they want to, and it'll be a lot cheaper. Yes, it will, won't it? Yes. Well, Fred, I want to thank you for a great program. I want to thank everybody that was on the show, Coach Lassiter. We'll see you next week right here on Blue Darter Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com.